There was a young man born in 1922 in Puckett Creek, Virginia. He was 12 years old when he was diagnosed with tuberculosis. He was told by a doctor that he was going to die. Tuberculosis in the 1920s and 30s being one of the leading causes of death. There was a valid reason for him to be concerned. Up to 35% of people who got tuberculosis died from tuberculosis. Nearly seven times more than our recent contender that shut down our entire global economy. This young man's name was Claude Eli. Feeling somber and hopeless against this declaration of death, his uncle Leander gave him an old guitar that he might have something to focus on other than the doctor's decree, which young Claude would practice while laying on his bed. One night, the young boy was surrounded by his family, contending in prayer for his healing. He reached for his guitar his uncle had given him. The young boy said, I am not going to die. And he started to sing a new song. Some of us young people tonight need to look death in the face and say, you can't have me. Some of you need to look depression and anxiety in the face and say, you don't own me. You will not have victory in my life. Some of you need to look at the mess that your family is right now and say, this will not mark my generation and my life and my parents and my children. My life will have meaning and purpose. The young man lying in his bed began to sing a song from his heart, one of which the family had never heard up until this moment. History would tell us that he and his entire family believed that God had given him a song. Has God given you a song to sing? When death is coming for you, when fear is knocking, whose song do you sing? Whose praise is on your lips? Where are your thoughts repeating over and over in your head? What are they dwelling on? The proclamation of the doctor or the declaration of the deliverer. The promise of hope tomorrow and peace for today. Feverish, his body riddled with pain, sputtering intermittent coughs as his lungs fill with blood. He gathers his breath and the boy began singing. There ain't no grave that can hold my body down. For some of you, your healing has already been released to you, but you need to learn how to stand and get your strength back after a season of being beat up and defeated. Your healing's already been released, but you won't go any further because the enemy has you so pinned in that you are terrified to try again. How they would train elephants is they would put a, a lanyard around their ankle and put a stake in the ground when they were babies and they couldn't move past that. And they understood that when that lanyard was tied to their ankle, they were stuck. Now as those elephants grow bigger, they can rip that stake right out of the ground, not even thinking about it. But all the owners had to do was put a lanyard around their ankle once again and a tiny little wood stake barely touching the ground and the elephant would stop and never move because it doesn't think it can move again. Because it thinks that what was is now forever. Instead of saying, no, that is gone. I now have power and authority to break through and break free. Learn how to trust again. Some of you, you've trusted and you've been hurt because you trusted somebody. You trusted too much and they took your trust and they hurt you. God wants you to trust again. This young man did not die that night. His family believed that he received his healing divinely from the Lord. As time went on, he continued to play his guitar and sing his song as his strength grew day by day until he got up out of his sick bed. The song actually became an anthem among Pentecostal people in the Appalachian Mountains. But the story didn't end there, young people. And I want you to hear this. It's not just about your miracle today. 
It's not just about the feeling you got because you came to church today. The story doesn't end when you go home from church on Sunday or Wednesday or when you go home from camp and had an experience. That is just the beginning of that story. As an adult, Claude went on the road and he traveled from city to city wearing a cowboy hat, a white suit, and a gold front tooth. His nickname was the Gospel Ranger. He would drive a car steering with one hand, and with the other hand, he would announce out the window with the bullhorn, later tonight at 7, I'll have a tent set up in the middle of town. Please come and experience the fire of the Holy Ghost. You've been healed to heal. You've been delivered to deliver. You've been forgiven so you can forgive. Freely you received, so now freely give that which you have been given. Gladys Presley, Elvis's mother, was a fan of Brother Claude Ellie's ministry. And some people even remember Gladys and Elvis getting blessed at Brother Claude Eli's tent revivals while Brother Claude Eli laid his hands on them and prayed for them. If you will follow Jesus with all of you've got, you may never know whose life may be transformed by your obedience. You may lay your hands on a person in a store that you never see again, you never hear again, but they were like an arrow that got launched because of your obedience. You imparted to them faith by saying, Jesus loves you, can I pray with you? And you prayed some random short little prayer, but that may have just been the catalyst to strike a fire for that person to live a life transformed. You don't know. That person may be in there dealing with alcoholism and back there buying another pint, buying another fifth, getting drunk again to go home to his family, to abuse his wife. But because of your obedience, his life was convicted and transformed. And now his family is blessed. And now he's launched into ministry. You don't know how many tests Testimonies like this are prolific. You just need to trust God. What would you do with a little if I gave you a little? Lastly, on May 7th, 1978, nearing almost 60 years of age, Claude was playing the organ in his church in Newport, Kentucky. Brother Claude Eli started singing the song, Where Could I Go But to the Lord? And halfway through, he fell backwards, dying of a heart attack in front of his congregation. Claude's great nephew, followed his story, and he went and visited the cemetery. When he arrived, there was a handwritten note taped on the cemetery plot. It said, Dear Brother Eli, you sung it and preached it to us. I know one day you'll come up out of this here grave. Thank you for being so good to us. It made a big difference, and we won't forget it. The power of God doesn't rest in how popular you are. The power of God doesn't rest in how much money you got. The power of God isn't how many friends you have. The power of God isn't even in your healing, in your happiness, or your general well-being this side of eternity. The power of God rests solely in the resurrected Jesus Christ that gives us hope for tomorrow, that no matter what comes against us, we have the victory, that when anxiety attacks us, that we ultimately have the victory, that anxiety doesn't win, that sin doesn't win, that loneliness doesn't win, that depression doesn't win, that poverty doesn't win, that death doesn't win. When we face adversity, we have peace knowing that no matter what we face, He can make it for our good. And even if it ends in our death, He will make our death for somebody else's good. Even if you died tonight, God can make it for somebody's good and bring somebody in the kingdom of God. He can take anything and make it for his good. He doesn't desire that we would perish. Even the word of God says he desires that none would perish, but that all would have everlasting life. But we must contend to share the good news of Jesus Christ and not be so wrapped up in how do I feel today? I just don't know if I can do it. Come to the altars if you want. 
Because tonight, the call, the response, the encouragement I have to give you, one is if you have not followed this Jesus that gives you hope, even in your adversity, even when your family's still fighting, even when you're still being abused, even when you're still depressed, even when you're still anxious, even when you still have panic attacks, even when you still feel ugly, that even in that, it doesn't win. It has no victory. It has no authority over you. Yeah, I know it sucks going through some of it, but the truth is you win because you are in Jesus. And if you haven't responded to the freedom by saying no to the world and saying yes to Jesus, tonight is your night. Just simply say, God, I surrender. I submit my life to you. Here I am, God. Use me. Here I am, God. Transform me. Here, am I, here I am, God. Help me to not think about how I used to do things the old way. Help me to think about how I'm doing them now. Because the power of God is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The power of the promise is in his resurrection. If he just stayed in that grave, then there is no power released. But because Christ raised from the dead, we have access to authority and power to drive out demons, to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and to see signs and wonders until the day that he returns. I don't want to live my life just clapping my hands in service. I want to see people in the streets raised to life, both physically and spiritually. I don't want to just hope that someday I die quietly. Every single one of the disciples, they went out fighting for the good news of the gospel. Save one. Life in Christ isn't about a long life here in our fleshly fallen bodies. Life in Christ is about establishing his promises and stretching the word of God to all nations until the day he returns, no matter the cost. And he will sustain you. He will comfort you. He will lift you up. He will give you confidence, even as Jesus, the son of God, as he was facing the cross at Calvary and was in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying, crying out to God. And it says that as he prayed, he was so stressed or so much anxiousness in him that it was as beads of sweat made of blood pooled on his forehead and dripped. The capillaries bursted on his forehead, causing blood to literally pour from his forehead as sweat. It takes an incredible amount of anxiety, incredible amount of stress for that to happen, but it's scientifically possible. And even Jesus in that moment said, if there's any will, God, take this cup from me, but nevertheless, it's not about me, it's about your will. Nevertheless, it's not about my comfort. It's about your word. It's about your promise. It's about your deliverance. It's about what you want me to do because it's not about me living long here. It's about me establishing your kingdom, whatever the cost. And when it seems like all things are lost and it seems like the doctor's proclamation is true and I just might die today, I'm gonna reach for the song in my heart, lay on that bed and between breaths say, ain't no grave gonna hold me down. Not even death can stop me from proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Because even in my death, he will use my death for his good. So I don't fear death. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with Jesus. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 
while we do not look to the, at the things which are seen, but to the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Because though I don't see you now, I will see you face to face for eternity. So let me not gratify the desires of this flesh, but let me gratify the desire of the Spirit of God living in me. Even when it doesn't make me all excited, let me do the disciplines every day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.